Hi everyone, welcome in to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz. Very important time in the harness racing industry, the standard bread industry, because it is sales time. Yes, the sales are kicking off at Karaka right about now. Beautiful setting it is there in South Auckland and about 120 odd lots going through the sale ring today. So we'll catch up with Cam Bray in the not too distant future to talk to him about uh, the feeling around the sale ground and what their expectations are. They had a terrific sale last year getting past an average of 50,000 so they'll be looking to do something similar I'm sure and judging by the vibrancy in the industry it'd be fair to say that uh, yeah, the buoyancy should be reflected in the way the horses go through the ring and are sold today, not only today but in Christchurch on Tuesday and Wednesday out there at Agricultural Park and you can watch it on Freeview Channel 200 or uh, just go to the Facebook page of uh, NZB Standard Bread and uh, you'll be able to watch uh, the live action out of the sale ring throughout all three sale days. Of course, jammed in the middle of it this year on the Monday evening is the annual Harness Racing New Zealand Awards and there's over 300 attending that at Addington Raceway from about 6 o'clock on Monday night. Uh, also today, we race at Gore on the grass. 12 race program there. Our Southern Man segment will include Rory, that's McIlrick, uh, and have a chat to him about getting past 200 wins, but also the fact that uh, he has a handful of drives today and he normally drives a winner. He's a light driver and he tends to drive well on the grass tracks. Uh, we'll also catch up with Sam Thornley, who has been driving great. And he drove well on the grass at Methven, where he got three in a day last week. So uh, yeah, we'll have a chat to him as well. One of the big winners out of Friday night was Natalie Rasmussen. She'll join us about midway through the show to have a chat to us about Chaser Dream, but also what she's been through in the last two or three months. And now she's back on track. How much more are we, are we going to see of her and what it's like driving the flying machine? Oscar Bonavina. So she won one of the Harness Million races at Alexandra Park on Friday night. Uh, another bloke went back-to-back. -back. The two-year-old winner, Coastal Babe, did this in the three-year-old section on Friday night. Waiting the HR Fiskin passing lane is Kiss. They open up by four lengths. Follow your dream. Coastal Babe yet to be let down at the top of the lane here from Ultimate Racy Girl and Kiss. Coastal Babe a length and a quarter. Ultimate Racy Girl and Kiss back on the HR Fiskin passing lane. Coastal Babe 100 to go. Ultimate Racy Girl tries very hard and Kiss the inside. Coastal Babe gripping on. Kiss comes strongly. Coastal Babe and Kiss. They hit it locked together. Photo finish. Ultimate Girl about a hit away so she did it. She found the front for Maddie White and she was able to hold off the Barry Purden and Scott Phelan pair of Kiss and Ultimate Racy Girl. Trained by Stephen Reed, Coastal Babe is, and he joins us now. Very good morning to you, Stephen. Thanks for your time on what is a busy day out at uh, Karaka. But before we get there and talk about what might potentially happen today... Friday night was a bit nerve-wracking for you when you got the dollar fifty odd favourite Coastal Babe in front and a couple of Barry Purden and Scott Phelan runners running at you. Did you actually think you'd got there? Well, to be honest, Greg, I, I watched the race live, which is something that I over past years I've never really done. I've always been a bit of a TV. I like watching it on the TV so I can see. 
and I watched it live and to be honest mate I couldn't I couldn't see I didn't know whether she'd won or not and I was looking I was looking for a couple of mates around to give me the thumbs up and someone after about 10 seconds gave me the thumbs up so it gave me a little bit of confidence that she might have got up but yeah I I didn't know and um, it was extremely nerve-wracking. Yeah, watched it a few times uh, myself, and yeah, she only just got there, mate. But she's now a dual harness million winner, and it couldn't have come at a better time for you. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, we had we had our little uh, hiccup down in Christchurch with her in the size stakes final. She um, was found to have a ulcerated epiglottis. It's taken a bit of time to get that right. And the other thing what she's done is, of course, is um, in the spell, she's just she put on so much weight. I was in shock when she got off the truck back from Christchurch at how much weight she'd put on. And it's been a little bit of a work in progress getting her back to um, sort of like what, probably what you could say the Caduceus uh, form and she equaled the New Zealand record. She's not there yet. Hopefully um, she's still on the way up and hopefully come Oaks time she's going to be a lot sharper. But um, at the end of the day, as all good horses do, Greg, they find a way to win and she did that. Yeah, and I thought Matty White was pretty kind to her too. He wasn't really, I mean, he wanted to win the race quite clearly, but um, he wasn't really, he, he let her do her thing. And, and once she relaxed and um, in the home straight, you, you knew she was trying. And like, like the good horses you've had in the past, um, they want to win, don't they? Yeah, and I mean, Greg, I, I look at it, and I'm, I'm a little bit the same. Like, Maddie, Maddie is very kind to them, um, but I'm also a great believer that, especially the good ones, they're doing their best. I mean, he's he's encouraging her to keep going, and she's doing her best. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I know I've been out there, and I've driven in big races myself, and, you know, you throw the reins, and you get all, you get all excited, but at the end of the day, the horse is doing its best, and and probably probably his manner and how he drives them out is a looking after her, and b still probably giving her the best chance to win. Yep, well he certainly did that, and she's won again, and she was only second up since that Christchurch trip. So you've said on a couple of occasions now, you think there's improvement there. There's probably going to need to be though, Reed Man, because you would have been impressed by Duchess Megxit's performance on Friday night, and she's arrived on the scene, and she's now clearly uh, your biggest rival, along you know with a couple of others um, for the Northern Oaks. Hundred percent, and uh, yeah, you're right. I've been very impressed with what I've seen. I saw her trial a couple of weeks ago. It was actually not in the same heat as Coastal Bay, but in a in another heat. And I got her home in 27 coming wide. And I think when you look at the fillies coming up to the Northern Oaks, she, without doubt she is the one that is looking like she's probably the most progressive. But... On the other side of the coin, Greg, as I said, we've had it. We've had a little bit of an interrupted run into these races, and I'm just, I'm very, very hopeful that she's going to keep on improving. And come come Northern Oaks time, I'm hoping that we'll see the one that we saw at Caduceus time. Yep, and that is an exceptional filly. If we do get to see that, what's your pathway therefore to the Oaks from now? Uh, well, um, she's going to have a few easy days, and um, she will she will line up in the P. I want to say that is it the old Peter Brecken or is yeah, it, it is. Is it yep. called? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're, you're not going to. You're not. 
you're not going to catch me at the start. So he's got that on the 15th, and then a week later is the Great Northern Oaks. So she'll probably just have a trial going into the into that race on the 15th, and then she'll go that and then straight into the Oaks. Yep, the Ladyship Stakes, you, you're absolutely bang on. It is the Peter Brecken more ladyship stakes. Uh, yep, Glad I'm yep, bang you've on. got you've got that in one, mate. It's seventy thousand dollars. So and it's on the fifteenth. Oh, yeah. So you, 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 you're on you're on the board. I've done my homework. I've done my homework. Well, you would have done your homework for the sales too. Um, I'm not suggesting that Friday night's result. There's been a, a stack of phone calls, but it's got to give you confidence going into Caracas and in, into Christchurch uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. You've got your shortlist and and you've got your confidence up because um, your record at the sales is pretty good, to be fair, Reedman. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair, Paul Greg. Um, I, I think you know buying yearlings is an interesting thing. I think it's something that, and I've done, you know, I've done the coming to the sales. You know, when I was with Graham Rogerson and and uh, Kavala Bloodstock, and you 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 haven't got an open checkbook, but you can pretty much buy what you want. And it's a great it's a great thing to be going to the sales with no pressure on yourself. However, in recent years, not only um, has there been pressure on me to to find that good one, but you're also not not buying a lot of horses. And then the ones that you are buying, you're normally trying to then on sell them in the weeks after the sale. So the whole thing's just pressure, pressure, pressure. I'm um, I'm not looking. I've got a few orders for the the upcoming sales today and then Tuesday, Wednesday down at Christchurch. Um, I'm not buying a lot, but what Friday night's done for me with Coastal Bay is it's probably just given me a little bit of confidence to say I might just buy. I might buy one and then try and on sell the shares after I buy it. Yep. It's, yep. It's, 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 a yep. Bit, it's a bit risky, but you know I've done it. I've done it before. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that maybe what she's done, it just, you know, gives, gives people a little bit more confidence that they might take shares. But in the past, I've got to be honest, it's been hard work. Yep, it certainly has been. Are you impressed with what you've seen around the sale? Yeah. yeah they're telling me, they're telling me the, the, the stock look fantastic. Yeah, they look really, really good, um, and I haven't I haven't done any of the tours down south. So, but I must admit, I've looked at the through the catalogue, and I'm I quite like what's being offered down in Christchurch. But I have I have looked up here. I've been to the parade yesterday. I've got a short list. I'm buying. I'm probably looking to buy three or four, and and one of them one of them might be just on spec. So, um, yep. you know, hey, it's I've been here before. And one thing I'd say, Greg, about, you know, one thing, one good thing about getting a bit older and getting a bit more mature, I suppose, is that you, I, I sort of feel a little bit more in the zone about what I'm, what I'm looking for now. I've been, I've been looking for a few years, and sometimes you sort of, um, you know, you, you come home, and you're like, oh. You know, you, you get a little bit out of sorts, but I just feel, I feel now, and maybe you're in a good space, Reed man. That's it. That's what I'm trying to. That's say. it. <laughs> you're in a good space, so we'll and see. I reckon the man bum sums it up. <laughs> well, as I said to Mick the other night, I've won, I've won two millions now with it. To be fair, you though, can't, you can't uh, get rid of it. <laughs> it's no, here to I stay. I, I think what's going to happen, Greg, is in a few years, I'm not going to have enough here to to do it.
I know the tune, mate. I know the tune. I've been battling it for years. <laughs> but, uh, good on you, Reid, man. Hey, congratulations on Friday night. Uh, a really good training performance, mate, because there were a couple of nice fillies trying to run you down, and she was able to get there, and, and I know there's some improvement there too. So uh, we wish you well for the sales over the, the next three or four days, and uh, congratulations again. That's great, Reid. I appreciate it, and thanks very much. No, no problem at all. That's the Reed man, Stephen Reed. He's trained so many good horses, Monkey King and Bailey's Dream and Gold Ace and now this Philly Coastal Babe and the list goes on and on. He's a, he's a very good horseman. He, he's a terrific bloke. He always uh, makes his time available for the media and, and he always tells it how it is. There's no um, middle ground there. You're never not sure what Stephen Reed's thinking. He's, uh, he's pretty straight up and down, isn't he? And he won that race with Coastal Babe the other day. So great to have Stephen Reid on the show uh, on a night where we saw a lot of quality and Cam Brage joins us because he's not too far away from uh, lifting up the hammer and getting involved and selling about 120 yearlings today. Great night on Friday night, as I say. Morning to you, Cam. Yeah, no, it was a great night. Um, great for, for Stephen and uh, Stephen and the team there and also for, for a great client and breeder and Brian West. So, um, you know, results are good. Good for the stallion down by the seaside. Obviously, he probably... Postal Bay was probably his marquee for prior to, but uh, has definitely cemented that uh, that title. And Chase a Dream avenging the result of the two-year-old section, beating Cold Chisel in what was a cracking contest. Well, no, it was a great contest, you know, and isn't it a funny thing, just with, as they're doing a show with Mick Gurren just before, to think that those two horses were consecutive lots at the sale, and they've uh, finished uh, one and two in the Harness Million um, Three-year-old, isn't it? Uh, a great wee thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, Dean Shannon pointed that out to both of us, so uh, I love a stat like that. Uh, obviously, one was passed in, and Dean paid about 100 for Cold Chisel, so, um, yeah, and they're going head-to-head and will continue to do so. Chase a dream now. I think it's 3-1, but I think there's been, like, a head and a nose in the other two results. So, uh, yeah, they're uh, two cracking three-year-olds. What about today? What's the feeling like? What, what, what sort of sense are you getting as you wandered around Caracas over the last couple of days? I've been really heartened with the amount of interest and the amount of interest we've had earlier in the sale. Um, yeah, the horses arrived, the majority of them, on Friday here in the complex, and the two big studs, obviously, uh, Brick and Farms and Woodlands, said that, that you know this was probably the busiest, busiest Friday they'd ever had on the complex. Um, they'd done more parades than they'd done for on, on a normal Saturday. So that's a real good uh, and heartening thing. We've got a number of Australians here, um, and we've had a little bit of a hiccup today with some of the planes out of Christchurch, but they're all arrived now too, the, the canopy trainers. Yep, drove a bit of work this morning, Cam, in the fog. So I totally get that, mate. I understand what... Uh, what I know that might surprise you. Yes, I was out there picking up the you-know-what and having a bit of a steer around the track, but uh, it keeps you grounded doing that sort of thing. Um, right, the big studs, you've talked about them, Woodlands uh, and, and the Breckens. Uh, obviously, when you get down to Christchurch as well, the two days, um, there's, what, a couple of hundred to be sold down here. Uh, it's a busy busy time, but it's also a very exciting time for you guys. Oh, you know, it's, it's what we sort of live for, what we work towards. Um, so, you know, it is, it is very exciting. Um, it's it's pretty high place, obviously, when you pick up a sale and, and get on a plane and all move to another lo- uh, location. But... Um, I think with the way we've changed the, uh, the sort of the, the, the setup of the sales, just might help us a little bit with that with that inspection day on Monday. Just means that people don't have to rush out of Auckland um, tonight. They can get on the plane tomorrow and get down there. But uh, it is it is what we live for, really. 
Yep, you got a few new sires, uh, Ultimate Sniper, Tall Dark Stranger, uh, Six Packs there, Propulsion, uh, Elite Stride, uh, Better's Wish, who I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the stock mm. of, the horse that, that Dexter sort of associated himself with early on, Cap Midnight uh, is there too. So um, there's always a little bit of trepidation around them, but from what I've seen off the off the videos and the photos and that, they, uh, they've all stamped their, their stock and they look fantastic. No, they do. You know, and we've got, I think, one bidder's wish up here uh, in the sale. He's cracking time. He's down south. Again, we've got the Bold Eagle. So he's the um, the well-performed racehorse in Sire in France by probably one of the world's best trotting stallions in Ready Cash. So that's exciting to have a stallion from that sideline in this part of the world, something a little bit different. But, yeah, no, it's, um, these new season sires are great. We've got our sort of emerging size, which is great with, Lots of Captain Crunch and bits and pieces down by the seaside, obviously. But, you know, Captain Crunch, although the sales probably come a little bit early for these young stallions now, he's already on the board with a very impressive uh, two-year-old. So it's it's all, all pretty good, really. Yep, absolutely it is. Hey, I'm going to let you go, mate. You've got to get up on the rostrum. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Uh, looking forward to seeing what you can uh, do today and down in Christchurch too, and uh, I'll catch up with you on Monday. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Good on you. That's Cam Bray. He's uh, the head of the Standard Bread Division for New Zealand Bloodstock. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he'll be up there auctioning off the 120-odd yearlings that go under the hammer today at Karaka. Like I said, you can watch all of that action. Uh, Freeview Channel 200 or just do it online, standardbread.co.nz. Uh, and you'll find the link to be able to click on there and watch all of the live action. You're with Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about harness racing. When we come back, it'll be our uh, uh, Southern Man segment, won't it? And we'll be going to the Deep South because they race at Gore today. I'm a Southern Man And I'm so brilliant. I got the South in my blood and I'm gonna be Yes, welcome into the Southern Man segment. Uh, we're with Trot's Talk, of course, brought to you by HRNZ, a man who's heading to a grass track at Gore today and is enjoying grass track racing is Sam Thornley. Very good morning to you, Sam. Good morning, Greg. Am I right in saying that your last six winners have been trebles, both of them, at Myth, and you'd be wishing the, the meeting was there today? Yeah, no, I've been right. I mean, uh, I've had some pretty good drives at Methven, and I've just been lucky with how everything's worked out. A dozen wins already this season. You're certainly well on track to eclipse what you did last season, which was 47 wins. Um, what is it about the grass tracks? And, and obviously you're driving winners on the all-weather surface as well, but you're pretty light. Um, do, do you just enjoy the occasion, the, the difference? And, and I suppose the horses aren't going as fast. How do you find it? What's the difference for Sam Thornley? Oh, I don't know. I just enjoy the grass track racing, and it's always a good day out, and probably... The lightweight helps a little bit, but I think the main thing is just getting on good horses that suit the craft, and that's pretty much everything. All right, what's your goal this year? Top the premiership? It's it's a realistic goal, the way you're going. Are you that sort of person? Is that something that you think about? Oh, not really. It'd be good to it'd be good to win the premiership, but Wilson and Carter are going pretty good, so they'll be hard to keep up with, but no, we'll just try. I'd like to get over 50 wins this year, which I haven't done before, so that'll be the main goal. All right, sounds like a pretty fair sort of uh, a goal, and when we're only about six weeks into it and you're on 12, I reckon it's pretty realistic. You make your way down to the Gore meeting today. 
Uh, they race on the grass. The first is about 55 minutes away, and you drive a, a pretty nice sort of a mare, Classy Link. Last start performance was in the Group 1 New Zealand Standard Bread Breeders in behind All-American Lover. This is clearly a drop back, and you must be looking forward to having a steer on her. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Just thankful that I've got the time on her, and... Um yeah, she's been racing well. She's been in a lot better races, and she goes good on the grass, so hopefully today's her date. 17.50. It's a tricky sort of a distance. Gee, it's a good stake, though. 20K for the Vet South Equine Southern Bell Series Heat number 3. What do you do from Barrier 6? Oh, I don't know. I'll just see what happens. I'm not really too worried. She's a sit sprinter, or she can um, lead up, but I'll just uh, get over the cross end, and then we'll figure it out after that. All right, she looks a great chance in race number one. You drive another one for Bruce Negus in race two. Disqualified last time when she was going to run fourth in Courtney May. She's about a $15 chance. Yeah, no, she's just got to do everything right and then she could run in the top four, but just uh, manless with it. Yep, speaking of doing everything right, Heavenly Strings needs to do that. Lyndon Bond with a couple in race number five. Blair Orange drives uh, Blythe, uh, but you're on Heavenly Strings and... If she does put it together, she's more than capable of uh, performing, particularly on this surface, I think. Yeah, no, she's definitely got the ability, but she's just been doing things wrong at the start and all that, so hopefully if we get away, she could be a sneaky chance, but yeah, just see what happens with her manners. You drive the very much informed Duke of Scotland for Lauren Pearson in race number seven, inside second row, so you're looking for a little bit of luck there, Sam, but uh, in the current form that he's in, follows out I'm Watching You, who's not a noted gate flyer by any stretch, but um, Duke of Scotland's racing well, and Lauren doesn't have a big team, but when she does take them to the races, they tend to perform. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's quite a nice horse, and it's a good drive to pick up, just the one the second row is the only concern, but we'll, uh, if we get any sort of a run, it'll be a good chance. All right, what about Chris Kyle completes your day? Uh, the right Chris Kyle would be competitive in a race like this, currently about $15, but didn't get it right at Miffin on a day where you got most things right. So what can we expect today? Yeah, well, I don't really know what to expect. I drove him at Nelson, and he won real good, and then he, in the other day I thought he'd be a chance to step away and do things right and get on the fence, but he missed away, and he was in a complete bad mood. So to see what happens back to the mobile today will help, but then um, the wider draw might ease them up a bit, but we'll see what happens. Alright, what's the best for the Trots Talk listeners? Who do you think's your best chance today there, Sam? Uh, probably Classy Link's a good good chance. It's a bit of a drop back. She's got to do everything right, but she's a nice horse. Alright, really appreciate your time. Congrats on the way things have gone thus far, mate, and go well. Cheers, thanks for having me. Alright, that's Sam Thornley, who's doing an awesome job. Now, one of the great characters of our sports joined us on the line. Rory McIlrook. Very good morning to you, Rory. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm excellent, thanks, mate. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Um, always love catching up and, and having a chat to a man who, uh, well, let's just say enjoys life and is happy with whatever cards he's dealt. Yeah, look, I'm pretty lucky, Greg. Uh, I'm 6 in chocolate and I'm pretty blessed as it is. So everything on top of that's a bit of a blessing. So we just uh, enjoy it and take it as it comes. Couple of hundred wins. You managed to get there just after Christmas on Dwindle Star for Phil Williamson, which I know it meant a bit to Phil, and I'm sure it did to you too. But what about since, mate? You haven't been able to salute. 
Yeah, no, look, we're just saving it up, Greg. We, we like to go, go in trebles, not, not in ones, so uh, I'm sure they'll all come in a hurry at once when they do. <laughs> Let's hope they can start today, mate. I knew you'd come up with something for me. I knew, I knew you'd have one great line to describe that. Fabricate in race number three. Excellent first up, inside second row. Only needs a little bit of luck. Is that a fair description? Yeah, that's it, Greg. Uh, you know, she's one of these mares. She's looking like she's ready to go to the sale. She's looking fantastic. And as long as she brings her best performance, I'm pretty sure that she'll she'll go a good race here today. There's a few others with good form in there, but uh, with a couple of scratchings, it comes down to eight-horse field. So definitely expect her to be in the first three. On her first up run, a 56-mile for a maiden, um, she showed that she certainly got the ability. She's certainly got the ability. She's a bit like the whole breed when they're on. They're a wee bit like Ferraris, and you just got to keep them in that zone. So as long as she, uh, as I say, brings her A game, she's one of those ones that uh, should be tough to roll in this field. Rory, what about race number five? Almost began too good for his own good Imperial Man last time. Um, what about today? What are, what are you hoping for from him? He's had a few goes on the grass, but is yet to perform. Yeah, look, Greg, with him... It was mainly a case of getting him to trot and just probably rolling along there. He's a class we act when he's on his game, and Johnny's just looking to get him trotting again. He's been doing some pacing and some funny things, so probably that uh, attributes to the run that we give, gave last start. Today we'll sort of look to, to get handy there over the short course and, and get a nice wee finish. Usually he takes a, a, a better run from being with a wee bit of cover, so we'll look for a wee bit of that if it's possible, but if we're left in front, then that's just the way it is but a class animal and should be better for that run the other day. All right, I'm expecting him to go a pretty good race today. Airwaves, the nine-year-old with Craig uh, Lawrenson, uh, comes up with a good draw for the first time in a wee while. Yeah, certainly a long way back in class. If he brings any sort of shadow of his uh, ability, he should be leading up here and very tough to roll. A wee bit of gate speed there from Sherwood Maggie who can get across early, but expect him to be at the front end if, if not leading, he should be leading. And, and just if he brings his A game, he wins. If not, then, uh, yeah, we're in trouble. But he's certainly well below the, the level where he usually can win it. Yeah, absolutely. He's won half a dozen races. He's $16 and $4, people. 16 and 4 with a confident Rory McIlrick doing the steering. Let's have a look at race number 9. And this one, you're on On the Beach, I think it is. Yep, On the Beach for Wayne Adams. Your last couple of drives are for Wayne. Um, when you put his colours on, you just know the horse will be prepared and ready to go and, and, and ready to run up to its optimum uh, performance. So what are you hoping for with On The Beach, who's $21 after a, a fresh-up sixth? As you say, Wayne, he's ready to go. He's not there to set the scenery. He's there to, to win. And certainly, I think he only had one trial coming into this, and he's had another run there at the races, which would have been a good blowout for him. So expect him to improve once again. Drawn the three, I expect him to be right in the finish there. If he won, it wouldn't blow me away, but certainly looking at the horses like Labamba, who went a huge run last start, he'll be a tough to toss. So I think he'll be right there, and he's not a bad wee horse, and he's improving all the time. All right, and a Class C for the same stable in the last. It's never easy when you're off the unruly over the short course, but uh, she was pretty good when third at Winton. Yeah, she was pretty good last start at Winton. It's probably a step back up in grade here with a few rating 48s in this field. She's one of those horses, if they go really hard, she'll be there right at the finish. She doesn't 
overexert herself, so she takes a bit of encouragement. But if the other horses are breathless, she'll keep giving, and that tends to be her way of racing. Back on the grass last night, she didn't pace too well, but it's a lot dry here today instead of course, so expect her to, to be better on the grass. And fingers and toes crossed she can get a wee bit for punters. She'll be a, a place chance again, I believe. Rory, what's the best? What's the best each way? Because uh, Fabricate's the best in terms of the market, but what do you think's the best each way for our SENZ Trots Talk listeners? Yeah, look, uh, I, you, you're dead right there with Fabricate. She's certainly the, the one that I'd be taking. I, I would only take her to win. I wouldn't be taking her for the place. If she doesn't win, then it's just the case of something's not gone quite right. So she'd be straight on the nose. And in regards to each way, well... The the old airways, the old campaigner, he's certainly one of those horses. If he bought his A game, he just wins this, Greg. But whether whether he can do that or not, he'll be in front and give you a chance for the money. I can't guarantee anything, but at least you'll get a shout. All right, we'll get the 16s and 4s about it and about $5 about Fabricator. It's into 4.20 now. Hey, Rory, appreciate your time, mate. Uh, go well round Gore today. I'm sure it'll be a fun day out. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Uh, appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully your golf swing improves. I hear you go pretty good. No, no, I've got a bit of work to do in that department. Good on you, Rory. That's Rory McIlrick, uh, one of the characters of our sport. Recently got past a couple of hundred wins, uh, winning with Dwindle Star, and uh, he is making his way to Gore, where Blair Orange is the favourite for the Drivers' Challenge, country's leading reinsman, six-time Premiership winner. He is a dollar thirty. Uh, with his 10 drives today. Sale underway at Karaka. I can tell you there's already been some uh, furious sort of bidding. The Lowry's of Victoria bought uh, the Brick and Farms at lot 11. Better's Delight out a double twist for 170000 Kentuckyana stepped into the next uh, from Woodlands. A Better's Delight out of First Class Lady. They paid 120000 for that one. And then there was a purchase made. Uh, by Purden Racing, uh, the very next one, 130,000. The first colt out of El Mac, also offered by Brecon Farms. Short break for us. You're with Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz. On the other side, we'll celebrate this very, very good three-year-old crop that we have and the winning performance of Chaser Dream. We'll catch up with Natalie Rasmussen. Chase a dream, always be a lead on the outside, Vessum's under pressure Jeremiah round runners, cold chisel now for the HR Fiskin passing lane and then better knuckle up, homeward bound Chase a dream, cold chisel off its back, down the outside then to Jeremiah, in front it's Chase a dream, cold chisel on the inside Chase a dream, 50 to go cold chisel, opening up strongly Chase a dream, Chase a dream a nose, over cold chisel he'll turn the tables from their two year old year so a brilliant performance by Chaser Dream, who had to start from the outside of the gate, crossed them early, Cold Chisel sat on his bat, and they were in for a titanic struggle up the straight, driving Chaser Dream for the first time, I'm pretty sure, on race day was Natalie Rasmus, and she's kindly joined us this morning. Uh, very good morning to you, Nat. Oh, good morning, Greg. How are you? Yeah, I'm excellent, thank you. Am I right in saying that? Pretty sure you haven't driven them race day before. Um, no, he no, must have give, given you an awesome yeah. feel. He did, yeah. He's a lovely horse. I remember the first time I worked him at home. Um, Ali had done a lot of the work with him, and she said, oh, Nat, what did you think? And I said, I really like him. Um, yeah, so and I've sort of driven him a little bit on and off since at home and in trials. But, yeah, he's a lovely horse. Barrier 8. You can't have been feeling too good about life when you saw that, particularly when Cold Chisel drew Barrier 1. 
when, and I'm, I'm really interested to, to tap into your mindset here, what point did you think, well, I can't be going back. I, I know this horse has got enormous gate speed. I'm going to have a crack here. Well, Greg, I, sort of, I, I do do a bit of form around it, and I just watched a lot of the replays of a lot of the horses inside me, um, and I thought if um, Cold Chisel got too easy a lead or you know had a good, good, without having to burn a bit early, he'd be very hard to beat from back in the field. Um, and I just, I know it was taking a bit of a risk throwing all your eggs in one basket, but it was, I thought it was either win or lose, you know, there was going to be no in between. It was either all or nothing. So, um, yeah, I thought I'll just take a punt and see if I can get across them all. Now, once he got there, he, he seemed to relax very, very quickly. That's a sign of a good horse. Most definitely, considering, um, yeah, he didn't have any earplugs or anything in. Like, uh, he's just a lovely, lovely natured horse. He wants to work with you, gorgeous manners. Um, yeah, the moment he found the front, he had his ears pricked and he was just enjoying his work. So backed off beautifully and relaxed and then quickened up when I needed him to. Somehow you managed to get away in a $200,000 race with a 33-second quarter. Uh, once you tune for home, which is a credit to you, by the way, not a, not a criticism, um, <laughs> once, once Cold Chisel got to you, it actually looked like he was going to go past you. But again, great quality to have in, in a horse uh, wanting to find the line, and he really wanted to do it, didn't he, Chase a Dream? He did, and that's what, when we were pulling up, I was just chatting to Zach, um, and that's what he said. He said he thought he was going to go by me because um, he got to me pretty quick. Um, but then Chase, once he got level, you know, he just kept kept rallying. Like he was probably never going to let the other horse pass him. He's just got that quality about him. He wants to win. Well, he's part-owned uh, by Stud on Bloodstock, uh, Brian West, who's been a great supporter of the Rolleston base of the All-Stars. This one was passed in and... Uh, Dean Shannon actually sent us through an incredible stat. They were consecutive lots, these two horses, uh, at, at the sale, and um, he, he managed to hold on to chase a dream because he didn't get what he wanted. Um, BD West, he, he, he's been a, an awesome contributor to the industry for, for 40 years, and the run that he's had with, obviously, no matter what, winning the Yokes and um, don't stop dreaming who he bred as well. It's a, it's a great time and, and, a, and a really deserved time for, for him, isn't it? Oh, most definitely. Brian, um, he puts a lot of thought and effort and time into his young horses. Um, they're extremely well prepared and, and well grounded when any of the ones we've ever brought home. So, no, he deserves all the credit he gets um, and he's bred some unbelievably good horses over the years. Yep, absolutely he has. Um, earlier in the night, Natalie, you drove uh, Treacherous Baby against We Walk By Faith and Duchess Megxit. reason I'm asking you about that, Treacherous Baby went well, but We Walk By Faith is going to be a derby rival uh, for Chaser Dream and a Cold Chisel. Um, it, it, I'm not going to ask you to line them up, but it, it's a pretty exciting crop, isn't it? Almost definitely, and I think little We Walk By Faith, he's probably just one of those little guys who slipped under the radar a bit. Um, he's probably had a little bit of luck sometimes in running. You think, oh, well, you know, he's had the luck, but I think he's one of those guys he's kept stepping up. He's got a great attitude as well, um, and I think he'd be one that when push comes to shove, he will find that next level, I'm sure of it. All right, it's been great to have you back on track. You've been driving Oscar, the horse that we thought was lost in the wilderness somewhere, Natalie. What's been the revelation that now sees him at the top of our trotting ranks and not looking like stopping anytime soon? He's now won half a dozen in a row. Yeah, look, I think he's just he's, he's come good. He's really very sound at the moment. Um, he's a very very happy horse. He when I think a couple of things. Nathan credit to Nathan. He's changed a few things with his pre race warm up, and um, I, I think 
yeah, I think Nathan's done a great job with him. Um, and he just seems to be in the zone. He's in a great place. And he's honestly, he just feels bulletproof at the moment. Nat, we've got a trot slot race coming up, along with some other group ones, the likes of the Freed Shore and um, some other very good races, the Row Cup, obviously. Hopefully you get to stick with Oscar. Just believe he's been on a European campaign. Call Me the Breeze had his measure in the recent Great Southern Star. We've obviously got Muscle Mountain. We've got Bolt for Brilliance. Queen of Light is back. This this could be a race for the ages uh, at Cambridge, and how exciting to have these trotters at this level. Oh, most definitely, Greg. Um, it's a great, great crop of, of horses, and I think it's a, a credit to Cambridge for putting the races on like this and to include now a trot. Um, and with that Aussie interest, it'll be fantastic. But I think around Cambridge, we all know, especially over that sprint trip, I do think draws will be very important, especially when you've got so, so many great trotters in that race. He's so fast, though, isn't he, Nat? He, he doesn't have to lead. He can sit in the field. He's got pacing speed at the end of his races. And um, therefore, in any race he's in now, he, he deserves to be right up the top of the pecking order. Oh, most definitely, Greg. Um, I, I don't think I've driven as many horses as quick as him, Pacer or Trotter. Um, he just has that unbelievable point-to-point speed. He can just step off a wheel and, and just run a furlong as quick as you'd want him to. Um, so, you know, that, that's one of his, his greatest assets. And he, and he wants to trot. He's a good boy. He wants to do the right thing. So, yeah, no, I think he's, he's got a very exciting few months ahead of him. Yep, he certainly has. Now, Nat, we know you had a couple of months off the racetrack. You had some health issues. Not going to go into what they were, but how are you? How's the health? How's the fitness? Are you able to get back to that same level of fitness? And we know you're quite mad. You'll drive in race one, go for a run for an hour, come back and drive in race eight. I've seen you do such a thing, Natalie. How, how is, how is the, the health these days? And, um, yeah, are we going to see plenty more of Natalie Rasmussen on the track? Oh, absolutely, Greg. Yeah, no, I feel fantastic. Um, I think the, the force break did me the world of good. Sometimes it just makes you analyse things a little bit differently. Um, so I've had a good rest. Um, I've kept up my fitness as, you know, as much as I could, but, and I'm, I'm pretty well back to how I was. So that's great. I've always enjoyed that. Um, and, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good, Greg, and I'm sort of looking forward to, to driving a few more of these guys over the next few months. Is the desire still there, Nat, with with all the success that you've had, New Zealand Cups, obviously what Blackie was able to achieve? Do you still want to go out there and prove? Well, you don't have to prove to anyone, really, but probably to yourself more than anything that you've still got it. Um, That's an interesting question. I I probably never really think about it like that. I just think you're not going to be able-bodied and have the desire to do it forever. So as long as we've got the farm here and Nathan's happy to put me on, um, I'm happy to, to drive. But, you know, I know nothing lasts forever, so I may as well make the most of it while, while it is. Yep, do it while you can still do it. And I'm pretty sure Nathan will be happy to put you on that. I don't think, I don't think that would be an issue uh, with your record and strike rate. Hey, thanks for taking your time out uh, this Sunday. Um, really appreciate it. Congratulations on another big race when you're fifth in that race. In fact, at one stage, you won about four of those in a row. So um, I know it meant a wee bit, and uh, we enjoy watching, seeing you out there, and appreciate you coming on this morning. No worries at all. Thank you very much, Greg. All right, that's Natalie Rasmussen, the gun driver. Yep, she did it again on uh, Friday night, did something that nobody expected her to do, and that was blast off the gate, cross the favourite, get down, stack them up, and still be able to win a harness million. Terrific drive it was, and just another great example of the quality that she is when she's sitting in behind 
these very, very good racehorses. Short break for us. You're with Trotstalk, brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, we'll wrap up the first hour or so of the sale out of Karaka. Try and find you a couple of winners for Gore, and that'll be another Trotstalk for this week. In your home straight on Trots Talk, yes, brought to you by HRNZ. If you didn't catch up with uh, Harness Action overnight, Frankie Ferocious, who is the second favourite for the Chariots of Fire behind Don't Stop Dreaming, spun around Manangwin 149.2. He won by a big margin, beating Major Major, and is now the second favourite and clear second favourite. One of four winners on the night for Jason Grimson. Second of those was uh, the ex-Kiwi, Mr. Robin Hood, who's out of Madison's Delight by Sweet Lou, bred by Charlie Roberts. Hot and Treacherous, who's joined his barn, was the winner of race number three. That was over the 2,300 metres, went a 53.4 mile rate. And his fourth winner was, there's actually one in the sale out of this family, Oliver Bubbles, out of Delightful Dale, bred by the Breckens. And uh, pretty sure Delightful Dale's got one in the sale today. Went 151.1 and just keeps on uh, keeping on. So, um, yeah, she's won a few in a row now. Has uh, I'll have a bubbles. Delightful Dale. I think it's a f- relation to it. Anyway, in the sale today. Right, speaking of the sales, that was last night. It was also Tarang Pacing Cup and Trotting Cup night. And it was the Lees who dominated uh, those two events. The Pacing Cup was won by Jillaby Willow, Jason Lee driving for Mum Marg, and then Kian Chucky. Uh, was it Kian Chucky? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, was successful in the Trotters Cup. That actually was uh, trained by Paddy Lee. Uh, and uh, Paddy, Marg's son, uh, had the first three home because Kian Ignite and uh, Kian Zena was third, so a big night out for the Lee family. How are the sales going? Well, some of the big players have uh, decided to come and play. I mentioned earlier on Team Bond getting involved with a couple. Ripple Creek, they bought lot five. Uh, the, that's Trent Yearsburg, Better's Delight, out of Elegant Arts. So there's plenty of breeding there. Then there were three biggers, big ones in a row. Wooden Stud had Better's Delight at a first-class lady, bought by Cran and Chrissy Delgetti for 120000 Brecken Farms had the Better's Delight double twist. Uh, that's the King of Swing family. Uh, the Lowry's of Victoria paid 170 for that, and uh, Mark and Nathan Purden have been getting involved. First uh, colt out of uh, Al Mac, who they trained, of course, Natalie Rasmussen, who we just spoke to, drove. They paid uh, 130000 for him, and then a Captain Crunch out of Forgotten Dreams, the All-Stars also purchased for 55000 uh, Philip and Glenis Kennard have bought another one out of Brecken Farms and always be Mickey Colt out of Gladimere and Stonewall, not surprisingly, uh, buying the All-American Lover Relation. This one by Better's Delight, a Colt, so a half to it for 155000 Mark and Nathan Purden also buying Lot 26. If you're having a bet today, Gore on the grass. I think Classy Link should win the first Sam Thorney, we spoke to him, $2.50. If you take that into one change to run in the top two uh, in the cup today at $1.90, I don't think you'll be too far away. Big thank you to all of our guests, Stephen Reid, Cam Bray. We talked to Rory McIlrick, Sam Thorney. Uh, We obviously caught up with uh, Natalie Rasmussen as well. Great to have her back on track 
Big thank you to producer dude Robbie for pushing all the right buttons. Hope you enjoy your Sunday. I'm off to watch the Waz over at the stadium here in Christchurch.